Today's gospel reading is from the gospel according to Matthew chapter 11, verses 2 through 11. Hear these words of the gospel. When John heard in prison what the Messiah was doing, he sent word by his disciples and said to him, Are you the one who is to come, or are we to wait for another? Jesus answered them, Go and tell John what you hear and see. The blind receive their sight, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the poor have good news brought to them. And blessed is anyone who takes no offense at me. As they went away, Jesus began to speak to the crowds about John. What did you go out into the wilderness to look at? A reed shaken by the wind? What then did you go out to see? Someone dressed in soft robes? Look, those who wear soft robes are in royal palaces. When then did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet. This is the one about whom it is written. See, I am sending my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way before you. Truly, I tell you, among those born of women, no one has arisen greater than John the Baptist, yet the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. It's an odd question that comes from the lips of John the Baptist as he sits in prison. It's a question that's so important to John that he must find a way to get an answer from Jesus. It's a question that's so vital that John enlists one of his own followers to seek out Jesus and ask it on his behalf. Are you the one who is to come, or are we to wait for another? Now, this would be a reasonable enough question if it had come from all those who had waited for generations for a political messiah to save them. It would seem like a reasonable question from the crowds who watched Jesus heal and teach. Are you the one who is to come, or are we to wait for another? But it doesn't seem like a question we should hear from John the Baptist. It doesn't seem like one from someone whose whole purpose was to prepare the way ahead of the Christ. It certainly doesn't seem like one we should hear from the man who recognized the Messiah when they were both still in their mother's wombs, when Mary and Elizabeth met. Nor does it seem like we should hear it from the man who wondered why Jesus came to him to be baptized instead of the other way around. And it doesn't even seem like we should hear it from the prophet who preached with the fury of fire and brimstone. Nor does it seem like the question we should hear from someone who so forcefully railed against King Herod that he got thrown in prison. Now, I suppose as a preacher confined to a jail cell with no congregation to listen to him, John had a lot of time on his hands to ponder the things that he had heard Jesus was doing. And they didn't sound anything like what he expected to hear 
from a Messiah. He didn't hear that Jesus confronted Herod with military might. He didn't hear that Jesus overthrew King Herod. Instead, he heard that Jesus was teaching and healing and socializing with outcasts. Shouldn't Jesus be a little more aggressive toward the evils of the world? Had he turned weak? Wasn't his work to save a people? This Jesus didn't turn out to be the kind of Messiah that even John the Baptist expected. After a lifetime of proclaiming his coming, now in prison with no hopes of getting out, he is deeply disappointed and in need of reassurance. Are you the one who is to come? Or are we to wait for another? It is more than 2,000 years later, and in the midst of our anxiety and sorrow, we too are in need of reassurance that there is indeed a Savior who will set the world right. Seven years after Sandy Hook, the world needs a Savior because the fixes aren't happening within the walls of government. As our planet continues on a path of peril because of our own mismanagement, the world needs a savior because we have not changed our ways. When schoolmates are bullied and taunted, the world needs a savior because it's too easy to stand on the sidelines. And when the pain from death and loss hits especially hard, the world needs a savior to wipe every tear, to comfort every sorrow, and to bring forth the joy of living once again because we don't know how to do that on our own. Waiting through stressful times is hard. It's just the sort of place that we encounter uncertainties about who Jesus is and what he does on behalf of the world. Is he the one that is to come, or are we to wait for another? Or maybe even the bigger question that lurks under the surface, is there no one coming at all? When Jesus sent an answer back, it likely wasn't the one that John expected, and it's not the answer we expect either. Jesus did not give him a straight answer, not in the way he might have wanted, not in the way that we want either. Instead, Jesus told John's messengers to go and tell him what you hear and what you see. Tell John about how people's lives have changed because of me. Tell him how they have been transformed and then let him decide for himself if I am indeed the one who is to come. Now, isn't that just like Jesus, to refuse to give a straight answer? It is a bit maddening that he is not threatened by our human uncertainty over who he is and whether he is the savior the world needs. It's Advent. We have not yet made it to Christmas Day. It means we're going to have to wait to find out. And that waiting is confusing and disorienting. 
It is filled with uncertainty and wavering expectations. Like that most uncertain of times when you're waiting for a baby to be born. The due date is getting closer. The questions take on more urgency and the longing for answers grows. What will this child be like? Who will baby resemble? What will this child become? Who will this baby be and when will he come? And when he does, how will our lives change? I wonder. I wonder. Amen.